This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Desiree Lipka from Sol Vista Health. Desiree has a master's in social work from the University of Michigan. She's a licensed clinical social worker, and she's been in the field for 40 years, 18 of which were at Sol Vista. Desiree, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Uh, Sol Vista's been around for 55 years, I see. Uh, in a nutshell, what's the mission of Sol Vista Health? In a nutshell, the mission is to provide comprehensive outpatient mental health services to clients in our catchment area, which includes Chafee, Lake, Custer, and Fremont counties. You're a social worker by background. What is your role within Sol Vista? What, what are your specialties? What do you get involved with? I have a, I have a number of uh, roles. I'm a clinician. I see clients on an outpatient basis. And I also teach mental health and youth mental health first aid, which teaches community members, lay people, how to work with and address mental health crisis with friends, families, and coworkers. And I'm also the disaster coordinator, which means that I provide um, education and training and coordinate a disaster team of behavioral health specialists to go out when there's a flood or a fire. We've responded to the Wetmore fires, the Junkins fires, and provide support for victims in those situations. Mm -hmm. So as far as Sol Vista is concerned, uh, you're located on Main Street in Westcliff, about uh, 6th Street. Right on the corner of 6th and Main, 511 Main Street is the address. Mm -hmm. In a broad sense, what services do you provide? We provide outpatient mental health services to anyone in the community. We also provide substance abuse services, and we provide services for those that have gotten a DUI, where we provide the required classes Mm -hmm. that they need to take for those. Now, how do folks find you? Are Is it mainly done through referrals? Can someone walk in? Uh, How does it work? People can walk right in, and they are, they can be seen usually within a week for an initial, what we would refer to as an intake, where they would um, meet with a clinician and get all their information, and then assigned to a clinician that would be seeing them ongoing. They can also be referrals. We get referrals from the clinic frequently, from other physicians, um, family members, any of those ways. If someone thought they were having a problem, just personally, they could walk in and probably find somebody to talk to or make an appointment? Absolutely. And we provide 24-7 crisis counseling. In your literature, you list the six most common mental health diagnoses as depressive disorder, adjustment disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety disorder, bipolar disorder, and substance use disorder. That's a pretty heavy list. In this South Central area that you work in, uh, are there any trends? Uh, You've worked all over. What's unique about this area? Anything? I think when it comes to mental health disorders, there's nothing particularly unique about this area of Colorado or this area of the country. 
I do think that depression and anxiety are the two most common mental health disorders that people seek treatment for. Hmm. And really, only 10 to 15% of people with a mental health disorder even seek treatment. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of folks out there I think could benefit from mental health treatment that hmm. um, don't come in. Uh, thinking about numbers, uh, your brochures uh, cite statistics that say 13 to 15% of adults in this area report poor mental health. That, that strikes me as a reasonably high number. Is that, is that how do you see it? Uh, Well, and I think it depends on how you define mental health. Mm -hmm. And a mental health disorder is something that affects someone's functioning in their daily life, in their school, occupation, or in having fulfilling relationships. So I think there's quite a few people out there that fall into that category of just really struggling to get by and struggling to have healthy peer interactions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thinking about demographics... Can you can you compare numbers by age, basically, like kids and high school and adults and seniors? Are, are there certain groups that you see more than others, or are there certain diagnoses that show up at one place or another? Well, most mental health diagnoses show up prior to the age of 25. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, people in their older years do not... Aut- automatically develop a mental health diagnosis. So generally that's been with them for some time. They may not seek treatment mm-hmm. until they're older. And so those numbers are really hard to call. I have a caseload up here of quite a few clients and I see anywhere from kids that are seven years old to adults that are 85 mm-hmm. and everything in between. Mm. And so there's really not uh, age... Specific, I would say it's more gender specific in that I see more women than I see men. And I think that's just because women have a tendency to seek treatment more Mm -hmm. than men do, not because there's more men or less men with mental health diagnoses. Mm -hmm. And is is there a gender difference between diagnoses? Men or women tend to have such and such more than the other gender? That's a really good question. I do think that the women I see are more likely to have trauma-related diagnoses. I saw statistics that said one in four high schoolers in Colorado report poor mental health. Uh, That seems like a really large number. I mean, how would that play out for high schoolers? I think when you're talking about teenagers, that teenagers have an angst all of their own (laughs) and that sometimes it's really hard to differentiate between general teenage getting in touch with their bodies, getting in touch with their selves, trying to figure out who they are, what they should do, peer pressures, and an actual mental health diagnosis. I think the majority of the teenagers are probably looking at more of an adjustment disorder of how do you how do you just ad- adjust to being a teenager in this day and age? Mm-hmm. It can be quite traumatic to grow up just in general. I know back when uh, perhaps you and I were growing up, my impression was things were somewhat different in that I never knew a suicide. I don't know. What's your sense of how things have evolved? Do you want us to sound like our parents? 
<laughs> sure. Yeah, you know, things are so much different now than they used to be. I think that times have changed drastically. And I don't remember and I'm not aware of anyone completing suicide when I was in high school. Um, we had children die, but it was by usually accidents or medical mm -hmm. issues. I, I don't have an answer for that. I, I don't know why we see more mental health issues with teenagers these days. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe more people are seeking treatment, too. That's probably true. There might be more services out there. Uh, tell me about Zero Suicide. Zero Suicide is an initiative that Colorado has embraced that I am also part of that. And the goal is to eliminate suicide in our country, specifically in our county, our world, our little world here. And part of the mental health first aid training is part of that zero suicide initiative is to give people and the general public um, awareness of how to approach someone if they feel they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And we work really hard as an agency to support people that are high risk of suicide. Now, as you work with clients, if someone has, say, depressive disorder or anxiety disorder, is that something they're likely to live with their entire life? Or is it something that they can uh, phase out of or medicate uh, beyond? Some people have one bout of depression and never have another. Hmm. Some people struggle with depression their whole life. Mm -hmm. um, medication can be extremely effective in helping to manage depression and anxiety. However, neither of them are things that are cured. Mm -hmm. They are managed. Okay. So a lot of what we've been talking about are would be one-on-one -on -one interactions with an individual. Do you offer broader workshops where you invite the community in to talk about such and such? I I would think our mental health first aid classes would would be that. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. We do offer groups also in the um, therapy setting too that. We offer uh, substance use um, education groups and recovery groups, and we also offer AccuDetox groups where um, I'm certified AccuDetox person, which is the five-point ear protocol for people to help with depression, anxiety, and um, recovery. <laughs> Any of us might find ourselves in an emergency situation in which we need to assist someone in a crisis before the experts arrive, perhaps. Any rule of thumb suggestions for how to handle something like that for the neophytes like myself? Yes, take my mental health first aid class. Because okay. that's specifically what it, take, it deals with. But in lieu of that, the big, I think the most important rule of thumb, if, if you think someone is a danger to themselves, mm -hmm. please don't leave them alone. And call 911 or call our agency and try to get um, someone to respond as quickly as possible to assist you with that. Okay. And how often do you teach your classes? I try to teach at least one of those classes, a, a, a youth mental health first aid class once a year in Westcliff and an adult mental health first aid once a year in Westcliff. And those would likely be uh, uh, advertised in the local papers, perhaps? And on the radio. Okay. Perfect. So do you work closely with, say, the clinic or the sheriff in terms of 
uh, referrals or you work together as a team? How does that work? Absolutely. We have a really good relationship with um, the Sheriff's Department in Custer County. Well, all our counties. But they are very eager to refer clients to us, as is the medical clinic. Desiree, as we run out of time, uh, thanks for uh, coming in. And as a reminder, Soul Vista Health is at uh, Main Street and 6th. And if somebody wanted to uh, get in touch, how would they best do that? Our phone number is 783-0566, and they can call that number 24-7 and leave a message, or if they have a crisis, they can be um, transferred to a crisis clinician. Okay, and your office hours at Sol Vista? 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, and you can, walk, you can walk right in the door and obtain services that way, too. All right. Desiree, thanks for stopping by today. Thank you so much for having me and giving me this opportunity. We've been visiting with Desiree Lipka, master's degree in social work, who works at Sol Vista Health. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 